Welcome to the Maternal and Child Health Podcast, where we discuss maternal and child health topics and provide strategies for improving the health of Navajo families. I'm Amber Rose Bigay, Hushkanan Zohanishle, Takchitni Bashishin, Tobaha Dashiche, Nakaidine Dashinele, Natanines Dantna Shah Do Kehashche. I'm originally from Shiprock, New Mexico, where I live and work at Diné College as a project coordinator of the Diné College Maternal and Child Health Project. I am a Navajo woman and mother of two. Thank you for joining us today to learn more about maternal and child health on the Navajo Nation. Today, Alyssa and I will be discussing the Navajo Maternal and Child Health Needs Assessment. Before we begin, Alyssa, can you please introduce yourself? Hi, my name is Alyssa and I'm a senior at Northern Arizona University, majoring in public health. I'm currently working on the podcast as a co-editor for my internship. I'm excited to expand my knowledge and raise awareness on all the maternal and child health topics we discuss on these podcasts. If you haven't already checked out the other podcast episodes, we encourage you to listen to them. We have some great guest speakers who provide helpful information. Today, Amber Rose and I will be discussing the Navajo Maternal and Child Health Needs Assessment to honor Maternal Health Day, which was on Sunday, January 23rd, 2022. We want to bring attention to the crisis of maternal mortality and focus on strategies that help all mothers and birthing people thrive. Amber Rose, can you tell us what your role was on the needs assessment? Yes, and welcome, Alyssa. I was the main project coordinator on the needs assessment. I coordinated efforts with the data retrieval and collection, the data analysis, writing and designing of the report, and finally dissemination. Much of the activities we are conducting now, including this podcast, are all because of the report. And just know I wasn't the only person working on this project. I had many team members from across the Navajo Nation, as well as across the United States. So um, I'd also like to point out for our audience that we have different students from Northern Arizona University joining us and helping with the creation of this podcast, including Alyssa. This is all thanks to the funding and collaboration between the Arizona Department of Health, collaboration with the Navajo Nation Department of Health, and Diné College and Northern Arizona University. Thank you. Can you tell us why it's important to create a needs assessment and what information is important to include on it? Yes, a needs assessment is important to determine the status of health for a community, in this case, the health of children and mothers on Navajo. So this is done by collecting health data, either from hospitals, health programs, agencies, and schools that work with children and mothers. Uh, We also gathered input from community members and health providers about maternal and child health needs. So once we collect this data, uh, we review it and analyze it. From there, we present this data to our stakeholders and get input on prioritizing health needs based on their own expertise and experience, and also using what the data tells us. And every step of this process is quite important, but I feel the most important is the information from the community because their input validates what we see in the data and what we hear from health providers and specialists. Um, The needs assessment goes on to inform people at the local, tribal, state, and federal levels. 
Um, specifically, it provides a focus of where funding and resources should be allocated. I like that you mentioned that you inf- you get um, input from the community because like it's important to overall like better the resources that are provided for them and to give them like an overall better quality of health. The general public will have access to the needs assessment and like if they'll be able to understand kind of what goes on the document. Yes, so the report is actually titled the 2020 Navajo Nation Maternal and Child Health Needs Assessment, and it's available on the Navajo Epidemiology website under their report. So if you haven't visited that website, um, it's online and um, it's under the Navajo Department of Health and then under the Navajo Epidemiology Um, And so you can review um, a copy or print off a copy there, Um, but you can also, we still have copies available. Um, So if you'd like a copy, you can go ahead and reach out to us. Um, We did distribute uh, two copies to all 110 chapter houses. Right now, I'm sure they're closed um, due to the pandemic, but um, you can also request a copy from us. Um, The report is easy to understand. Um, It has charts for visual learners. Um, And then we also interpret the findings. Um, You know, there's a lot of stuff written within that report, but it should be easy to read. Um, I'd like to put special emphasis on the environmental health section. Um, As many of our listeners probably know, there are a lot of environmental health concerns like around air, water quality, the abandoned uranium mining sites. So there's a lot of environmental health issues that continue to impact the health of the Navajo Nation. Um, So we have a section that um, reviews previous research projects um, that have looked into these issues and have suggestions for uh, improving um, these issues. So um, that's a good um, one way we wanted to um, address these environmental health concerns, which usually um, isn't a part of a lot of needs assessments, but you know that is taken into consideration when we discuss health. Yes, I like that you said that you have charts for visual learners, because I know sometimes needs assessments can be have a lot of information and kind of very technical, so it can help everyday people just understand what's going on on the assessment. Um, So what was something interesting that you discovered when you were creating the assessment? So this was my first project I ever had to coordinate out of, um, I'm fresh out of college, well, 2019, I graduated, (laughs) and I only assisted with research projects before then, so I never actually coordinated just assisting um, with data collection, analysis, dissemination, um, but thankfully, I had a lot of guiding um, and mentoring colleagues here at Danette College. Um, I've actually worked with my supervisor, Dr. Mark Bauer. He was previously, when I was in school, my instructor. Um, and then he hired me on for a few of their research projects that they had. Um, so I had, you know, guidance from him, as well as our faculty members, Dr. Christopher Dickerson. And then we have a partnership with Northern Arizona University, 
Um, we have worked or we work with Dr. Nicolette Tufelshon, Kelly McHugh, um, and then we had some graduate students, um, Marissa Tutt and Kristen Tallis. I'm sorry if I forgot anyone. Oh, oh, we also had um, some um, other individuals that helped um, with this needs assessment, including Craig Manning. Um, he really helped with the design and layout of the report. Um, and also any other technical assistance we needed. So I really had, you know, a good team, um, not to mention our um, group of advisory members that helped us with every stage of the, of the needs assessment process, um, including our collaboration with the Navajo Department of Health. Um, they provided some guidance when it came to retrieving data um, and then how we should disseminate like this information to whom and also um, they house the report on their the Navajo Epi website. So I feel that um, the most interesting thing that I discovered about this needs assessment was that it was never done before. Um, being the largest federally recognized tribal group in the United States, you would think that this kind of needs assessment for mothers and children would have been already completed. Um, but there have been efforts in addressing maternal health um, by the Navajo Department of Health previously. Um, they are able to access maternal health data through the PRAMS, which is the Pregnancy Risk Assessment Monitoring System. We had a podcast on that. Um, I think that was our last um, podcast upload. But data-wise, um, I think the most interesting thing would be that there are national goals that are in place for maternal and child health that we need to be reaching. And so when we're reviewing some of this data, especially data from the PRAMS, um, we saw that prenatal care in the first trimester, which is important for mom and baby's health, Navajo women fell below that national goal by about 10%. Um, this number may mean a lot of things, but to me is a good goal for us to improve. Thinking back to our people that came before us, they didn't have to attend prenatal care appointments, but you know, today we have a lot of factors that impact you know, health and also these numbers that we're seeing. Um, so these are things that we can all um, work work to improve. And what I mean by all, I mean us as women, mothers, fathers, aunts, uncles, grandparents, community health workers, tribal leaders. Um, we can all become educated on, you know, proper health care for ourselves at different stages of our lives and, you know, work to make sure that um, we're attending appointments. Um, if we don't know about something, um, about ourselves or about these systems, you know, we can ask questions. That is interesting that a needs assessment hasn't been done before. So what is being done to raise awareness about Navajo maternal and child health? Yeah, so this needs assessment kind of started off um, kind of like a chain of events <laughs> for myself personally, just education wise, you know, finding out what's going on in this area on Navajo, um, as well as just in general for our project. Um, 
I, you know, I found that there's already a lot being done at each level. Um, and what I mean by level, I mean, like at the infant level, even before the perinatal level, the infant child, adolescent and maternal, um, which to me is another interesting thing I discovered um, there again, just stating that there have been efforts previously by the Navajo Department of Health. Um, they actually work with the New Mexico, Utah, and Arizona PRAMs to put together reports about Navajo mothers, their attitudes, behaviors, and experiences before, during, and after pregnancy. So this kind of data is very important to help inform um, you know, policy and, and public health efforts um, or even health efforts in general. So um, they ask questions on the pram such as um, around health issues like diabetes, vitamin intake, healthcare visits, substance and tobacco usage and breastfeeding. So these are things um, that we can learn from um, whether, you know, where our health status is currently and how we can improve. Um, so that's just one thing um, that, you know, I was happy to, to know that has been completed. Um, and we continue this partnership with these three states and the PRAMS projects um, with this needs assessment that we completed and going forward also. Other things being done are all the efforts around early childhood health and education. And I'm just going to list a few programs. Um, first things first, Navajo Head Start and Navajo Project iLaunch. They're all addressing infant and childhood mental, social, emotional, and physical health and development. And what's good is that they're using Navajo cultural frameworks and teachings within this and also the Navajo language. Um, and they're really building like a sustainable framework that um, not only their programs can use, but other programs, not only within this, um, the Navajo community, but in other tribal communities. Um, and then I think we've all seen like an increased social media involvement, especially um, from the Navajo Nation Department of Behavioral and Mental Health. They have many presentations that coincide with the cultural teachings and the cultural the season, should I say. Um, so they're sharing, uh, they were sharing a lot of winter stories, um, teachings, especially those around substance use and mental health. And that's been very helpful, I think, um, since the pandemic hit and not everyone has access to, you know, teachings that they would have other, otherwise received either at school or at home or if they go to like ceremonies. And then also if they were utilizing, um, you know, behavioral and mental health services, um, it's really great that they've been able to adapt to that online um, presenting. Um, and so I've been very appreciative of that myself. Um, and I've also been made aware with this work of traditional birthing services um, being offered by the Diné Breastfeeding Coalition and the Changing Woman Initiative. These are the two main uh, groups or programs that I've interviewed. I've had the pleasure of interviewing and collaborating with um, in the past. And just keep in mind, um, our needs assessment you know, covers the infant, child, adolescent, and maternal health, um, like, domains. So there's a lot that has to be addressed in each stage. Um, I believe, like, for adolescent, I believe we have about 
12, 11 to 12 priority areas that we want to help to improve. Um, and that's just adolescents from 12 to 17. So I'm, you know, coming into this, I don't know everything and everyone. So this is such has been such a learning experience. Um, so these two programs, which Again, I kind of go back to my own experience being a mother um, and having given birth twice. I didn't know that these kind of programs existed, um, let alone that they off offer traditional birthing services. Um, so they're, you know, accommodating women and mothers with their well woman visits, their prenatal and postpartum care visits, um, as well as their labor and birthing um, experiences. So. Um, I think this is very important and something that we identify through our um, another additional like uh, um, community um, input session that women want these services, but they don't know how to access it. They can't access it. Um, so our efforts currently, you know, we're trying to bring more training for people who want to become doulas. Um, who want to be able to counsel women um, with their breastfeeding experiences. I think this is a real, these are really great um, programs to highlight. Um, and there are also efforts in raising awareness for our murdered and missing Diné relatives, as well as missing and murdered Indigenous women and girls and Two-Spirit people. Um, I'm very appreciative and my heart goes out to the families that have lost loved ones and are continuing to fight for answers and justice every single day. Um, I know Delegate Amber Kanazba Crotty and her work with, um, with this and with the families, it's very inspiring and continues to motivate me to include our missing and murdered loved ones in our work. Um, so there's so much more, but through this pandemic, it all has been uh, great to see all these programs and the communities come together to continue to improve health, not only for children and mothers, but also our fathers um, are those that take on uh, the male roles in our life, our chase, our um, uncles. And um, so I worked in research and prevention since 2016, and I'm just so amazed by all the new projects and the innovative ways that they are um, revitalizing Navajo cultural ways. Those are really great programs. So what do you love about working on the Navajo needs assessment or the projects your team have been working on over the past years? Yes, um, not going to lie, it's a lot of work. Um, when I was a college student, my focus was public health and, and then psychology. Um, so I, and at the same time, you know, I took on many roles. I was a mother, I was a student, I was a daughter. Um, I worked um, part-time, again, with these different research projects. Um, still trying to figure out what I wanted to do, but I, I kind of had a sense that I wanted to become a counselor. I wanted to teach and I wanted to conduct research. Um, I felt like those were the best ways to help others, help those mentor others, as well as be as informed as I can be about different topics or at least the topic um, or the field I wanted to get into. So when I graduated, I um, 
you know, I didn't really have a plan where I was going to work. I just sort of took the work that came my way, which also includes this needs assessment and the overall maternal and child health project. Um, I knew I wanted this work to be meaningful and to make a difference. And this is exactly what I get from this work. Um, as a Diné woman and mother, it's my honor to have this kind of responsibility. You know, just some things I get to do, I get to, you know, review data, I get to listen to feedback from community and stakeholders about their needs, which I feel like I've always done. I've always kind of made sure to be aware of, um, you know, what's going on in the community, um, you know, kind of listening on what my parents and, you know, their needs were um, at their age, and then also taking, you um, know of my own needs as a student, as a mother. Um, so, you know, just getting that kind of feedback, it really helps to inform the work that I do and that I think any researcher does. Um, and then also um, being able to collaborate with stakeholders um, and listen to their program needs and how they're helping to address some of these issues that we have, some of these challenges and barriers on Navajo. Um, and then addressing those needs that are identified and being able to carry out activities in these fun and innovative ways, such as this podcast. So again, like this podcast came about from the needs assessment, from finding a way to be able to educate young Navajo families um, to older generations on how, um, you know, they should be taking care of themselves, you know, if they're pregnant, if they're breastfeeding, if they're, you know, just overall, um, just living their life, how we can help to provide resources and inform them. Um, we also created uh, PSAs over the radio and um, these PSAs aired, um, we had two minute and 10 minute PSAs on KTNN and K-Indian. And um, these align much with our podcast topics, but this was another way we could reach um, adults and the older generations about the work that we're doing and to educate them. Because I feel like a lot of times our younger generation look to our older generation for advice, for guidance, for help. And if we're informing them, giving them the right information about prenatal care, about breastfeeding, about COVID, um, you know, COVID in general and COVID vaccinations, they're able to pass that on to their loved ones. Um, and I love also collaborating. Um, we do um, collaborate with all three states. Uh, tribal leaders, stakeholders on and off the Navajo Nation, different maternal and child health programs, providers, traditional healers, and public health students at Northern Arizona University and Diné College and the community. This project, you know, just knowing that with all of these collaborators that this really is a team effort. You know, when we go into meetings, uh, committee meetings or team meetings, I know like, okay, you know, we're all here for the same reason to help improve maternal and child health. And, you know, that really um, kind of takes, you know, maybe the jitters that I have or um, any kind of nervousness that I have away from me um, so I can help to um, provide support um, to these stakeholders. And just thinking about this, 
in some ways um, with this role on this project, I do get to counsel. I get to let others know the most accurate and um, helpful information on maternal and child health that we know of. And then also um, I get to teach, I get to present. I've presented so many times on this needs assessment to students, college students um, across the nation, um, to community members, to um, different universities, to um, our um, leaders. Like it's just been a really great um, way to, to to inform others about this data and how it's going to help to improve health. And I get to conduct research. Um, you know, this needs assessment in and of itself is research, looking at data, reviewing it, um, analyzing it, and then disseminating that information. So I get to actually do all those three things that I wanted to do, you know, coming out of college. And overall, it's really cool because I get to create a path that hasn't been carved yet. Um, so to me, it's work that I'm happy to do for our people. Yeah, that is really great. So speaking back on the technology and social media, that's pretty much part of all of our daily lives. I like how these podcasts have become a thing because podcasts have become so popular. So you can reach a larger group of people to inform them on all of the topics that are being discussed. Mm -hmm. um, so what do you hope for the future of Navajo Maternal and Child Health? I hope that um, not only maternal and child health, but overall family health, you know, including, um, again, you know, like on Navajo, we have multi-generational homes. So the cousins, the aunts, the uncles, the grandmas, the chays, I hope that, you know, we improve health for all of these people through our collective efforts. I also hope that we build sustainable maternal and child health um, programs um, here at the college. You know, we have been able to continuously mentor um, grad students, um, you know, undergrad graduate students like yourself, and then also um, high school students um, through the MCH project. So I hope that we can continue to do that here. Because again, this is a collective effort um, where we can teach and mentor uh, students about the importance of maternal and child health and um, at the same time address these needs um, through their help. And I think the other thing is that we can continue to collaborate across the board to ensure we're all supporting and uplifting one another. Cause there's, again, there's like so much happening already in maternal and child health on the Navajo nation. And so I'm really um, excited to be able to work with everyone that I've come across. And then I'm also excited to make future, you know, contacts with anyone who would like to help with this effort, even community members, please don't hesitate to reach out. That's great. Um, well, thank you, Amber Rose, for joining us today. We really appreciate your time and all the valuable information you provided. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the MCH podcast. For more information about the Navajo MCH project, please visit us on Facebook at the Navajo Maternal and Child Health Project at Diné College.